The following audio is from Hope Hill Church. To learn more about Hope Hill Church, please visit hopehillchurch.org. Again, I want to say Happy Mother's Day. Mom, uh, I know that you'll see this at some point. I love you. Happy Mother's Day to you and to uh, my wife, Brandy. I love you and thank you for being uh, one of the most amazing mothers I've ever known. Uh, an amazing mother to our children and uh, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Today I want to share with you some encouraging words from Scripture again, going back to some of the principles we've already talked about, uh, and again touching up base on some of the things that Brandy shared with us last week. If you missed last week's talk, please go back and listen. Uh, Brandy shared some great things uh, uh, that will be beneficial for all of us. You see, we are in an uncertain time. We are in a time when anxiety is, is, is presenting itself in ways that we never saw before. I've never myself been a a person who worries, uh, and I never really even thought I was an anxious person, but this season has shown me uh, another side to myself. I've been cranky, irritable. I've not been the best at responding to my family members and even close friends. And to all of you, I apologize again. Uh, This message, as much as I hope it helps you, Uh, It's definitely something that I need to put into practice regularly, daily, if not uh, every single moment of every day. Um, Anxiety is real. During these uncertain times, um, we need some principles that we go back to that we never forget. And today I want to help us to to basically get back to the building blocks of our faith. Uh, Some of the core things that we should never stop doing and especially in times of uncertainty. Paul uh, is one of the missionaries in the Bible. He wrote 13 books in the Bible. His hope was to eventually get to the Rome, the epicenter of the known world at that time, and to share his faith with all who lived in Rome, the leaders, the government, uh, and all the people. He eventually got there, but not the way he wanted to. He, He was brought there as a prisoner. But what's interesting is even in the midst of being in prison, Paul had hope. And Paul even used those uncertain times, those times of tragedy for for good. Actually, Paul was in uh, house arrest, having a different prison guard basically by his side around the clock, and they would switch out in eight-hour shifts. But Paul used that to his advantage and shared the gospel with each and every one of them. We'll come back to that in a minute. But one of the things that Paul shared was this verse from Philippians 4, 6. And we've said it a couple times. It says this, uh, actually Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, Paul is writing this from prison. And he wants you to know that there isn't a time or season when rejoicing in God is shouldn't happen. We are to rejoice always in good times and bad, when the economy is up, when it's crashing, when we are in good health or struggling to survive. In all situations, circumstances, and times, we are to rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness or your reasonableness be known to everyone. Definitely, anxiety has not brought out gentleness and reasonableness in me. <coughs> I, I've been cranky, irritable, and a jerk. 
And so I, again, I apologize. It's exactly the opposite of what we're being encouraged and told to do here in Scripture. Rejoice. Let our gentleness be seen. It goes on to say, For the Lord is at hand. He is near. And do not be anxious about anything. So those are big words. How many of us have disobeyed that this past week? The don't be anxious and to rejoice always. Uh, how many of you uh, just did college finals? <laughs> I know in my home, college finals were definitely a thing that weren't bringing a lot of peace. Uh, there's been some anxiety in our home, not just over Corona, but over finals. Uh, how many of you have had been called in to uh, a meeting, an unexpected meeting with the boss, not knowing what it's about? And that brought anxiety. How many of you have uh, had uncertainty with your job, with your retirement? There are all kinds of things. I don't care how holy you are or how at peace with God you are. Anxiety has a way of finding each and every one of us. And it's going to come. And today I want to give you this encouragement from Paul and from Peter, from Scripture, that there is a way for us to handle anxiety and a way that will bring peace so what do we do when anxiety attacks? What can we do as parents, moms, as we celebrate you? What can you do as a mother as you pass on to your children what this corona season would be like? Is it a time that they see us stressing? Is it a time that they see us uh, full of anxious thoughts and, and an anxious home? Or is it a time where they see God working in us and through us? A time where they see us a people of prayer, a people of praise, and experiencing the peace that comes as a result of that. What do we do? You know, we turn on the TV and we're bombarded with news. Uh, we're bombarded with death tolls and, and next steps and who knows when the next thing is going to open. There's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, we're, we're trying to cope with uh, a variety of things and binge-watching Netflix and shows like Tiger King, which in itself brings its own weird kind of anxious thoughts. Uh, I don't know about you, but there's some weird stuff in that show. What do we do when anxiety comes? When anxiety attacks? You know, it's definitely here. And, and, and Jesus knew it would be. Jesus said, as I suffered, you too will suffer. And so I want to go back to some, some, some key thoughts that we've pulled from Scripture Paul, again, writing from Rome, wrote this. He said, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So the two things I want you to see there, prayer and petition with thanksgiving. I'm just going to call that praise. Us bringing our requests to God, us bringing supplication and petition and thanksgiving to God, us praying and being grateful. These are the two things that we're called to do right now. Instead of being anxious, are we praying? Instead of being anxious, are we praising? Well, yeah, those sound very churchy, but they're not just churchy. They are the source of peace in our lives. Let me read the whole passage to you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, praise, present your requests to God. 
and the thought continues. It doesn't end. It's not a different verse. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So did you catch that? We have prayer, praise, peace. If we right now are feeling fear and anxiety and panic, what we want is peace. Prayer and praise precedes peace. I feel like I'm back in seminary. All these points starting with the letter P. But it's right here in Scripture. If we don't want to feel panic and instead we want to feel peace, what does the Scripture tell us? Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, bring prayer and bring praise and the peace of God which transcends all understanding. We don't know how some people can have peace in the midst of this crisis. We don't know how we can have peace in the midst of some storms. That's why it's peace that passes understanding. But if we want that kind of peace, the kind of peace that God truly wants you to have, the kind of peace that God offers, not peace like the world gives, it's based on circumstances, but peace that passes understanding, we get that peace through prayer and praise. So let's dive in. You know, as growing up, <clears throat> uh, Gary and I took some martial arts lessons. I wouldn't say we became experts, but we were pretty close. We fought a couple times, we call it sparring, that's, that's more an appropriate word. Uh, and then later in life, after watching uh, Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris movies quite a bit, and uh, Karate Kid probably 30, 40 times, I think I became pretty good at understanding that one of the important principles in any form of martial art is guarding. And I learned this actually when I took Taekwondo a number of years ago when Jordan was, uh, I don't know, she was maybe 10, 12, I don't remember exactly, but she and I both took Taekwondo with some uh, family from our church. They ran a, a Taekwondo studio and we took classes and I remember sparring one day and as we're sparring, I'm sparring with a good friend of mine, Dave uh, Penograph. He actually lives right around the corner. And one of my secret weapons, a lot of you know I have sweaty hands, is when I throw a, a punch, even if I missed, the sweat would get you and get in his eyes. And he let me know that he didn't like sparring with me because of that. But Dave, <laughs> Dave was a bit better than me. He could do all kinds of fancy moves. He was really uh, flexible. He could get his foot all the way up to my face. And I learned that the hard way. One of these days we were, we were sparring and my instructor kept, kept reminding me to keep my guard up, you know, because the fists would come, the punches would come, and the kicks would come. And even if I couldn't dodge them, my guard being up would block them and absorb the, the pressure before it got to my, my, my head. But man, we were going at it this one day and he did some kind of fancy move that uh that that surprised me so much that uh, I think I was just in awe of seeing the spinning roundhouse you know tornado type kick spinning in the air that I was in such awe of it that I dropped my guard and the next thing I know I'm getting up off the floor I don't remember contact happening but later I definitely felt it 
And, and my instructor said, you know what happened is you dropped your guard. When attacks come, we're supposed to keep our guard up. But sometimes we get distracted and we let our guard down. You see what this passage just told us? That when anxious thoughts come, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to keep praying and keep praising. And when we pray and we praise, we will get the peace of God. And what does peace do? Look at the scripture. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and guard your mind. So the principles from scripture are based on these simple truths that many times we often neglect. We are to be praying and we are to be praising. It is in the midst of prayer that we present our requests and our brokenness and our need for him to him. And it's with our praise that we thank him, even in the midst of the storm. We don't simply praise God when life is good, but we always praise God because he is good. Are you praying and are you praising? Is your home full of anxious thoughts and anxiety and uncertainty? Or are your homes filled with prayers and with praise? We were talking about this as a family and Lexi shared that one of her greatest memories was being tucked in to bed at night. We would cuddle, we would snuggle, and we would pray. And Brandy would often sing to Lexi, sing her to sleep, singing praise songs and hymns of old. And Lexi shared with us that it was during those times when Brandy would sing that Lexi would feel most safe. And so it's just really a powerful image that, that prayer and praise bring God's peace and guard our hearts and our minds. And it's so cool to see that here in Scripture. And so my encouragement to us is that we would not just simply give in to this anxiety, but that we would be prepared for it. You see, Peter encouraged us and warned us using similar language. He said this in 1 Peter chapter 7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So those of you who are struggling right now, if you're listening to this from a hospital bed, God cares for you. You're not alone. He is with you. If you're home and you're trying to figure out how to feed your kids, he cares for you. And through his body, he wants to help meet your needs. And so we have food pantries. And if you have needs, let us know. God cares for you. And he wants to love on you through his people, his bride, the church. Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. But he, this comes with a warning. Listen to what he says here. Casting all your anxiety on him that, that um, because he cares for you, be sober-minded and alert. Be watchful, for your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. And so we have an enemy who is going to keep attacking, who is going to be constantly throwing punches and darts at you, and, and you've got to learn to keep your guard up because the suffering, the trials, and the storms, and the attacks of our enemy they're not going to stop. They're going to keep coming. Jesus said, as I suffered, you too will suffer. In this world, you will have trouble, but, but take heart. I have overcome the world. 
And so he's there with us and his encouragement is for us to learn in the midst of the battle to keep our guard up of prayer and of praise and to be prepared for when the enemy does come, we'll be able to absorb those blows and they won't hurt us if we've got our guard up. And so are we praying? Are we being the people of prayer and a people of praise? You see, one of the biggest ways that Satan tries to attack is he tries to attack our mind by telling us little lies. Like, are you sure you're going to make it through this time? Uh, is there going to be a job for you in a couple months? You're not going to be able to pay your bills. And so those anxious thoughts start creeping in and he tries to feed those things. Uh, if, if God really loved you, would he allow you to be going through this? Those lies, those little planted things to, to get you to bring your guard down and to stop praying and to stop caring and to stop praising. And when you let your guard down, that peace that passes understanding goes away and isn't there to guard your heart and your mind. And so it's so important for us to block out the attacks of the devil when he comes at us trying to get us to think, you, you know, watch out, you're going to be all alone. Watch out, you're, you're going to get sick. Watch out, if you do get sick and, and go to the hospital, there may not be a ventilator for you. He, he tries to just put these seeds of doubt and of fear in our minds. And what does the scripture tell us? To be alert, to be Casting all our anxieties on him because he cares for us. To come to him and present our requests with prayer and with thanksgiving, with praise. I'm reminded of a passage in the book of Psalms where, where the Israelites are being held captive by the Babylonians. And uh, they are sitting on a shore, a, a, a shore by the Babylonian river and... And let me just read it for you. Let me find it real quick. Um, this is from Psalm uh, 137. By the rivers of the Babylon, we sat and we wept as we remembered Zion. You see, they were taken captive out of their homeland that they called Zion, the land of Jerusalem, the home of the promised land of the Israelites. And they were brought into Babylonian captivity. And yet their captors would come to them and say, you know what? We want you to sing for us. Sing some of those joyful songs that you've sung. And even though it was so hard and they were in captivity, they struggled to sing. You see, that's what our enemy wants. Our enemy wants us to, to struggle to sing. Our enemy wants us to struggle to praise. He wants us to, to be distracted by the storm of the season. And to take our eyes off of Jesus and to put our eyes on our problems and our difficulties. Because that's when he wins, when he is able to get, us our, get to our hearts and our minds. By the rivers of Babylon we sat and we wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars we hung our harps. For there our captors asked us for songs. Our, torment, our, tor our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, sing us one of those songs of Zion. Well, how can we sing the songs of the Lord while we are in a foreign land? But, but if I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. And, and may my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember, if I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. Their heart's cry was, let us not forget the reasons we praise. Let us not forget 
the place where, God, you met with us, where, God, you, you provided for us. Let us not forget the way that God forgives us and saves us and provides for us and cares for us, even in the midst of the captivity of COVID-19, even in the midst of the storm, even when life isn't good, God is always good. And let us not forget our song. Sometimes God will even use our enemies to remind us of the things that we need to be reminded of. The captors were telling the Israelites, sing us your songs. I believe they were an instrument in God's hands, reminding them to praise and to pray, to keep our guard up and usher in the peace that passes understanding. When we pray and praise, we get that peace. And here, let us think of, of, of prayer is not just uh, ritualistic words that we might say, uh, nursery rhyme, no. Now I lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord in my soul to keep. Get some heart into it. God wants you to talk to him from your heart. If you're hurting and if you're struggling and if you're upset because of what's happening, let him know he is big enough to handle it. And he wants to hear from you. And you might even be one that is better at writing out your prayers. I know that during some seasons of our life, We've written out journals of prayers, just begging God for his help, begging God for his hope, and to sustain us through times of struggle. And I encourage you to pray, but I also encourage you to like the Israelites, to not remember your song, but to sing. And that we would see worship as not just simply songs or words that we say, but as acts of battle. The Israelites often, when they would go into battle, they would put the worshipers, the choir, and, and the worship team in the front as they went into battle. Because the battle belongs to the Lord. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but about against powers and principalities. And, and our greatest weapon is praying and praising. So during this season, what are the kind of people that we're going to be? What kind of legacy are we going to pass on? Studies show... That anxiety, in many ways, is genetically passed on. Yes, it can be brought on by uh, our environment. But studies, let me read this. Um, anxious brains are an inherited study finds. The brain function that underlies anxiety and depression is inherited, a new study finds. But there is still plenty of space for experience and environment to reduce the risk of full-blown mental disorders. And so we are called on to fill the environment, to fill the space with what? With prayers and with praise. You know, the devil is always swinging, but we are called to not let our guard down, to be alert and to continue to pray and to praise. And so my encouragement to you is that we would be the moms and dads that would fill our homes with prayers and with praise bringing our requests to God, bringing our praises to God, not being people of panic, because that's what we feel, but instead overcoming the panic with, with peace by presenting our requests, by calling out and praying to God and letting Him know that we, we need Him. He knows, but He's waiting for us to call out to Him. He has uh, so much more to give us. In the midst of this storm, when anxiety attacks, don't drop your guard. Pray and praise. Anyone can praise him when things are good, but real faith comes 
when we praise in the midst of storms. So I'm going to commit to praising him when I feel like it, but even more when I don't. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, let the name of the Lord be praised. So, Paul, in the midst of his storm, in the midst of his imprisonment, you know what happened? Those guards that were uh, watching over him 24 hours a day, he got to share the gospel of peace with them. And the scriptures actually tell us that because of, Paul said, because of my chains, the gospel is finding its way throughout all of the prison guard. The prisoners who were there imprisoning him because of him sharing the gospel were becoming believers in the gospel. Throughout the whole Praetorian Guard, prisoners, I mean, uh, guardsmen, were coming to know Jesus. And who knows? Some statistics that are coming in are showing that the numbers of people who are watching online services and and in one way or another responding to the gospel, the numbers that are being collected are just astounding. And they far outnumber the number of people who are coming down and dying from this disease. God is a God who will even use this season to renew his church, to draw us to himself. And I believe that if we embrace the things that we need to embrace and understand that as people of God, we have the power of God. The same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is alive in us. And we are called to be as light in the midst of this darkness, to be hope dealers, light shiners, and love givers, love sharers. Will you do that with me? Will you help us to fill our homes with prayer and with praise, to be people who leave a legacy of, of leading our kids to know how to depend on God when there is nothing else to depend on. This is the legacy we can leave for our families. When we praise and when we, when we pray, we push back the fear and we build up our faith. Worry changes to peace. And the power of that raised Christ from the dead comes in and changes us. Is this a difficult time? Yes. Is there a lot of problems that need to be solved? Definitely. But Jesus is here in the midst of the storm with us and will help to see us through. My hope and prayer is that you understand that if you are a child of God, you are more than a conqueror. And there is nothing that can happen in this world that... that that is uncommon to every man, and that, that Jesus won't help you through. He is here to help us in the midst of this storm. If you don't know Jesus in a personal way, if you've never invited him into your life, the scriptures tell us that here at this moment, today is the day of salvation, that you can call out to him and say, Father, forgive me. Come into my life and make me new. Help me to know what it means to truly trust in you and to not give in to anxiety, but to lean and depend on you. Come into my life and make me yours. If you want to know more about that, message me right now. I would love to connect with you 
and tell you what it means to walk with Jesus and how you can invite him into your life right now. Call out to him, Jesus, be my savior. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart that God loves you and that he died on the cross for you, and if you confess with your mouth that you want him to be your Lord, that you will be saved. In a minute, I'll be pray with you about that. And for those of you that do know that, 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 that Jesus is your everything, that he is your peace, that he is your savior, my prayer is that you will, when fear and anxiety comes, that you'll keep your guard up, that you'll keep be a praying people and you'll keep be a praising people and that the peace of God will come that passes all understanding and it will guard our heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Let me pray for us. Father God, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you that you are there with us in the midst of every storm. And God, I pray right now for those people who may be listening, who don't know you as Savior and Lord, that they right now would call out to you and say, forgive me, Lord Jesus, for the sin that is in my life. I know that there are ways that I've lived that are not pleasing to you. And I know that I try to live life on my own. I even try to deal with anxiety on my own, but I surrender it to you. Come into my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for me to forgive me of my sins. I now give you my life. Come in and make me new. Show me what it means to follow you and help me to live for you. God, I also pray for the believers that are watching that we would be men and women of faith, husbands and wives of faith, fathers and mothers of faith, and that we would fill our homes with, with prayers and with praise so that our homes would be filled not with anxiety, but with peace. Help us to do that in our homes, to leave that legacy to our children. Help us to not forget our song and to never forget to sing the praises of who you are. In your name we pray, amen. I love you. We're here for you to lift you up. If you are dealing with fear and anxiety, there is hope. Stand upon these principles. Reach out to us. We'd love to pray with you. And we love you. I hope to see you soon at Dairy Queen for our Mother's Day treat. And uh, there's information here in the, in the website about that from 1 to 3 today. I hope to see you then. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you, Brandy. I love you. Happy Mother's Day to all of you.